0: Hello, and welcome to the Home Assistant Podcast. My name's Phil. Joining me as usual, I've got Rohan with me. Hello. Hey. And we've got another Canadian uh, joining us today. It's Luke.
1: Hey, Luke. Hi, hi guys.
0: (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Home Assistant Cloud
2: by Nabucasa. Easily access your local Home Assistant instance remotely for a small monthly fee that supports the Home Assistant and ESP home projects. Configuration is done by the user interface, so there's no fiddling with router settings, SSL certs or any other yaml.
1: Whereabouts in Canada are you from? I'm based in Kingston, Ontario. Nice. You're
2: not too far. <laughs> I, I actually I think you are probably the closest proximity person we've had on the show yet. We've had a few Aussies so Phil Phil's always like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, I'm I'm here, I'm there. I never get to have that conversation." So it's It's, awesome.
1: <laughs> it's should get a bad right? <laughs> That's right. You, you <laughs> That's deserve <it>. one, Luke. <laughs> oh uh, that's
0: funny all right so Luke, you reached out to us uh on the email and you know you basically gave us a i, I like your short summary it was a very thin <laughs> paragraph of you know your your, your home, what is it <laughs> your home assistant uh set up so yeah we're here to pick your brains about it so why don't you uh give a little introduction about yourself how you came into the home automation space and, and what led you to home assistant
1: yeah all right yeah sure um so I worked in my background in IT. Um, I worked doing in that for quite a few years. Um, we, when we moved to Kingston, we bought a house. It was like the first time we, we you know first time homeowners and I was like super excited. Yeah. But home automation was still pretty, I don't know I would say it it was in the early stages. I mean there's people that have been doing it for years and years, but for me it was still like yeah so I, like I had, a, I, had a, I got a, a smart thermostat got the nest thermostat and that was like super fancy (laughs) and i could control it with my phone and you just felt like a god when you could like temperature when (laughs) when you're coming back from vacation you can heat it up in the wintertime and things like that um so it was pretty minimal at at first um i had a couple of smart switches to like turn the christmas tree on and off you know (laughs) like that kind of stuff but then uh when we moved uh well we, we bought a new house and the it was a blank slate and i was really sick of you know we had a young family at this point Uh, we had two kids and i was sick of running around the house turning off all the lights all the time Uh, Um, (laughs) it was just driving me nuts and this was a bigger house so i'm like okay if we're getting a bigger house (laughs) we've got to we've got to do something to do it so that the main driver of of going to the smart space at all was just i want to when i leave the house just, you know, say, Hey, whoever turn off all the lights or, you know, hit a button on my phone or whatever it is that just cuts everything off. I don't have to worry about it. And it saves me a whole bunch of time running around. The, uh, the next stage of that was, Oh, well, we've got young kids. It'd be nice to have a security system so that, you know, I know that they're not leaving the house in the middle of the night by yeah. accident, you know, like sleepwalking or something. Cause, we, you know, you hear weird stories of that kind of stuff happening, and I'm like, sure. oh gosh, you know, or the window mm-hmm. getting
0: opened up, and you know, like all those horror, yeah. real yeah, crime exactly. stories you hear about. You're like, yeah, no, that's not happening here. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And well, there was there was one one time where we woke up in the middle of the, in in the morning, and uh, my daughter had gotten up, and for some reason she thought it was a good idea to go out and play in the car in the morning, and oh, no. so. Um i am like running all over the house and i can't find her and i'm like you know deep breathing trying not to panic and i like walk through the garage don't see her i'm checking the backyard as i'm walking back through the garage i see her just like sitting in the front seat playing with her doll like like, (laughs) oh my god she was like i think three at the time or something she's just like wow yeah so you know there was there was there was lots of things i'm like okay going with the security system i went with ring because it has the integration with the local fire department so they can, you know, get notified if there's a fire or whatever. Interesting.
0: Is that like like a, an actual integration from Ring itself or is that something that you've done through Home Assistant
1: and customized? Or? So that is Ring itself. Um, right. They've got part of their pro plan in Canada and the US. Um, I'm not sure if they do it other places or not, um, but they will... If you have the, you know, the certified smoke detectors mm. connected to the ring hub then cause they have a Z wave radio in yeah. the ring hub, at least the original one that I have. Right. I think it was gen two cause there was like an older ring and then there was a newer one and then there's an even newer one now. I don't know. It's hard to keep track of it all. But, so <laughs> the one, Everybody. the one that I had, it, it supported Z wave, which was like, Oh cool. It supports yeah. Z wave. I could get all these Z wave switches mm-hmm. and, and have, you know, the, the fire d- and smoke, uh, their combo, uh, smoke and, uh, carbon monoxide detectors. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you got a few of those and those were like, you couldn't buy them in Canada officially. So I ended up getting them off of like Amazon from some seller in the U S mm. <laughs> like shipped them here. Cause like they were certified to work in Canada. You just couldn't buy them anywhere. Yeah. It was yeah. Really weird. Um, so I got a bunch of those and they've been great. Um, we only had one, I've had one false alarm and that was during the renovation when, you know, contractor was like burning a hole in something and... <laughs>
0: Hey, at least they found their work, Whoops.
1: right? Yeah, yeah, I found it worked. I get the call from the uh, the ring people before they call the fire department. They're like, "Hey, uh, so you know, <laughs> you know, what's your safe word?" They you give them like a number or something, like a yeah. like a passcode,
0: right, right, right. Um,
1: so that you can cancel it if you need to. Um, it works the same way for the burglary and that kind of stuff.
0: Interesting that you have to um, supply a, a password for a fire call. You would have thought, like, security, I can see
1: right now. Well, no. it's 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 the opposite. So it's like if you don't want you know, I think, I don't know if they asked for the fire, but they will if you, if, if you like hit the panic button. Or yeah, you of course. Right? Accidentally, yeah, yeah. Set off your alarm. They'll, they'll yeah. check and be like, hey, are you sure you're you? Yeah, you know, exactly. Sure. Police As they should,
2: right? <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. somebody breaks into your house and they're like, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm totally Luke.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. The last thing yeah.
2: I want to
0: do is be like running around trying to find water and rings calling me, like, hey, um, we're about to call the um, fire department for you, but what's your password? Yeah, what's that- <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's what's that what's that random phrase that you gave us? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we got all that set up, um, and it was it was fine, but the 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 Z Wave integration with lights was just. It seemed like it was just totally an afterthought. And like, it's technically still there. Like Mm -hmm. you can add Z-Wave lights to it if they're, you know, on the supported list of devices or whatever. And it's just, there's no way, good way through the Ring app to control the lights. It's like, you you have to like click through seven menus and then find the light you want to turn on and off. And then you can turn it on and off. There's no like global controls. You couldn't make routines. You couldn't do anything like to group them or anything. It was just like, it was shocking how bad it was. And I think there just wasn't enough uptake that nobody bothered to. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Like maybe it was like a half baked idea, right? Oh, well, it would be good to, you know, go into a full fledged home automation hub sort of thing. And I guess, yeah. you yeah. know, then Amazon comes along with the Echo, buys out Ring, and, you know, now they've got Zigbee inside the Ring, uh, in the Echo devices. And
1: yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was like. You know, the engineers probably when they were adding the functionality for like the smoke alarms and stuff, they probably thought, oh, well, we might as well add lights. And then yep. Ring came out with their own lighting platform yeah. right, for like all of the exterior stuff. Mm. Um, and so I think they just never bothered to develop it any further. And it's been pretty stale since then. So at that point, I was like, okay, this is, this is awful. <laughs> I have to do something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, my dad had an old uh, – well, not wasn't old at that point, but he just wasn't using it. It was a Wink 2 uh, hub, uh, which he was like, yeah, it's just collecting dust. I'll mail it to you. So it shows up, plug it in, get everything moved over to that. And, you know, I don't know. There was like 40 switches in this house or something. So, you know, it takes, it takes some time when sure. you have to migrate stuff. but. <laughs> Once it's, once it's on there, it, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, nice. and it was, it was working, um, got everything, you know, a few of the different platforms at this point we had an ecobee at the new house, mm-hmm. um, instead of the nest. Um, cause I was like, Hey, it's ecobee, it's a Canadian company. I want to support a Canadian company. Yeah. Awesome. And that's been, that's been great. Um, we also got a new washer and dryer uh, added a few you know i was adding a couple of motion sensors and some other stuff and i was finding that the the wink was slow on a lot of the routines that you'd create for it and like the some of those things and it had a lot of Cludgy ways of getting things to work, where you'd have to like use if this, then that, piped into it. And then you've got to, and then like you got a like cloud dependency, and then you got to wait for the yeah. cloud to
0: respond. And yeah, get yeah, you'd
1: have like you, you were kind of like multiple layers of cloud dependencies, yeah. which is just like
0: just ugh. slower. By the time this cloud talks to that
2: cloud, talks to this cloud, back to you, and back to that. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, exactly. And and just the the logic that you could create was really rudimentary in a lot of their their things. So. At that point I'm like, okay, I need I need something better. Um, so at this point, you know, I'm looking into all of the other options that are like not off the shelf basically. So there's, you know, we're looking at like Habitat and some of those other ones that I can't even remember anymore. Eventually I found Home Assistant. I'm like, oh, okay, this, is, this looks good. This looks really good. So I picked up a USB stick um, and I installed it on uh, my NAS unit. Um, I'm a, a photographer. And so I have a big NAS array for doing, you know, storing all the photos that I do. <laughs> Editing, yeah, um,
0: like a whole bunch of that. Because photos are smaller, right? Especially when you're professional. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: it adds up really fast. Yep. Like, it's crazy. And now I, I've started shooting video and stuff, and it's even worse. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I was able to do a, a supervised Docker container, um, which at the time seemed easiest there was there's a weird conflict on the Synology where you can't have the VM running and some other service running at the same time. So I was like, oh, well, I w- I'm not going to run it in a VM right now. I'll, I'll do, you know, the Docker seemed easier. <laughs> and it worked fantastically um, for, I don't know, the better part of a year, I think. Um, I'm trying to remember when I Yeah, I think it was early 2021 that I switched over to like I migrated it to the VM version. Um, Of home assistant and then you know i mean as soon as you get into the home assistant world it's like just this pandora's box right suddenly all of the smart systems that i had would work with each other and it was just like amazing and it like like, unlocks
0: a a new (laughs) level right like you're like oh wow like now i can do crazy things like if i turn the thermostat to this level this does that over there right Um,
1: yeah it's it's almost overwhelming a little bit at first because you're just like oh my gosh i could I could do anything, you know, yep. <laughs> you yep. feel like you've got way too much power. And it's, yeah. you know, it, it was not too long after that, that the, uh, the house, the, the smart system got nicknamed the, the ghost house by my <laughs> wife. Um, course, cause all the gremlins in the, the house. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the, all the code and, and little, uh, routines that we hadn't, uh, you know, nailed down exactly, uh, right. Yep. yep absolutely (laughs) and like a case in point like two two nights ago she uh she works at the hospital uh she delivers babies occasionally and so she's like out in the middle of the night comes back i've got a routine that uh is it checks to see if you you know entering the geo zone and then it looks for motion on the cameras and it'll unlock the door for you well there's some delays in that system and for whatever reason it you know, she she comes in, unlocks the door, and it still hasn't registered all of the bits in that like routine. And so then she locks the door and then it unlocks, unlocks it for the her. Door. Oh, and then she no. locks it again and then it unlocks <laughs> it again. <laughs> she went back and forth with it like three or four times, I guess. Trying to unlock um, the door. <laughs> yeah. And I Oops. so so I had it set up in node red and I was trying to figure out like what what was going on here because it's really simple. It's like it it looks if you're in the zone and then it checks to see if uh, there's motion for like two minutes uh, on the ring uh, cameras, basically. And then triggers the unlock if it detects something. And so I'm not sure why it would repeatedly keep sending the unlock command. And I'm wondering if it's just part of the Z-Wave thing where it's like, oh, the command is sent and I didn't get the I've finished locking, unlocking command. And so it was just confused so now i, I uh, <laughs> added a, a catch where it's like okay if it's been locked within you know the last two minutes just stop <laughs> don't <Yeah>. do anything <laughs> yeah but it's only
0: by like these sort of quirks that you'll find these edge cases right like yeah
1: it, yeah it's the edge cases are crazy um, <laughs> yeah. yeah and especially with we've got three kids now we've got a fourth on the way so the, the kids keep finding all sorts of things you know they're like hey You've got a button that can open the garage door. I want to push it every time now. Oh, you know? Yeah, <laughs> just sit there and keep smacking the button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's uh, there's definitely uh, yeah. It's an interesting balance always between the you know family acceptance factor and yep. the yeah. trustworthiness of the children and you know the things you actually want to accomplish with yeah. all of it. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun for sure.
2: What are, what are some of the things you've had to account for with the kids? I mean, I know, I know you kind of jokingly used the the garage door button as a, as an example, but like, like what kind of, what kind of stuff and, and kind of how did you overcome those?
1: Um, I mean, part of it is just like, they're, they're shorter. And so like some of the motion things don't work quite as well. (laughs) <laughs> if the, you know, depending on how you have your, your sensors in the rooms yeah. or they the like, they'll just sit still for long periods of time. And then that could trigger lights turning off, right? Like if somebody's sure. just reading a book on the couch for like an hour, it's like, oh, and then the lights are off.
2: That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, the other thing is like, they're just not, we've, we've, we've avoided the voice assistance in, in our house so far. Yeah. Um, just because it's just kind of a Pandora's box, like a, a barrel of stuff we just don't want to get into, you know, like sure. the kids, you know, sitting there asking, you know, Google or whoever to yeah. do all sorts of things or tell them the facts about all sorts yeah. of random stuff. Then like or we'll
0: make thought uh, sounds, you
1: know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it could be just silly fun or it could be like, you know, you know, what's the, you know, what was the Holocaust? And you're like, you know, oh, it starts yeah. rattling off this whole thing to them and you're like, oh, okay. Now know, not have that shot. you don't yeah. want them to know that, but you, know, yeah. you want to have a, a filter on that a little bit. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point well, it did, you know, all so it takes they, is
2: them just learning that keyword right is that trigger word and...
1: yeah yeah and so like especially my wife's just like I don't I don't want the you know we have in our living room is where the uh, the ecobee thermostat is and mm-hmm. it's like their, their fancy you know smart smart thermostat and it has yeah. the, the, uh, the Amazon lady built into it uh, so it'll you know have all those functions if you want it to uh, yeah. but it's just muted all the time <laughs> yeah and, and we just we've forgotten like for a while i was using it to play music and stuff and now we just sort of like it it collects dust it does the thermostat <laughs> thing and that's it <laughs> you know, unfortunately but like I, at one point i figured out how to do the uh, you can like send the or the uh, amazon lady commands to you know voice to text stuff yeah so you could have it read out you know uh, notifications or whatever but the, the the wife wasn't having it she's like no i don't want to hear that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> chiming in in the middle of things. It's bad enough that our our we have a smart stove that whenever it finishes preheating, it pops up a notification on the TV cuz they Oh, cool. They're both Samsung products? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a swing and a miss. Again, like these companies come out with these smart products and you're like, "Cool, they're smart and they do all these things." Yeah. The the stove <laughs> it, the you don't get notifications about the timers. So if I set a timer on the stove, it has no yeah, that, that that information is not passed to the, to the app at all. Lovely. Yeah.
0: Wow. That seems like a basic feature that you use. It's, it's yeah. insane.
1: It's absolutely insane. And then, like, why do they pop up the notifications on the TV, you know, like when it finishes preheating? Mm. And, like, if you want to control it with your phone, you have to, like, push a button on it <laughs> to say well, almost... I want to enable smart control. Oh, no. So that you – it's like a security feature, I think, so that you can't just, like – burn somebody's house down remotely yeah that's come out of some
0: like risk assessment in a corporate yeah, office somewhere, yeah right? for sure yeah. for yeah. sure
1: so you have yeah. to like if you want to, to to be able to control it you have to remember to hit the button before you leave the house which i've done like i've done a couple of times where like i'll go to leave the house and i'll hit the button because it's like a recipe where you have to like bake it at 400 for 10 minutes and then bring the temperature down yep, right yep, yep, so yep. then you can like you know as you're walking to the bus you can like turn down the temperature right sure pretty cool
0: um, hey rohan you know like peter from new zealand like xbmc nut who yeah. um, automated his coffee, machine, his Breville coffee yeah. machine you know he's listening to this episode right now he's like, i need that stove and i'm gonna go in and hack those <laughs> buttons
1: to do it automatically for me right <laughs> that's right i'm like only a few months away from just ripping it apart and, and building a new control paddle for it. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's got like a, like a touch interface, but it's like those kind of like faux touch buttons where yeah. it's like they're touch buttons, but they're, they're not. not. Yeah, and they're, yeah. And they're so bad. Like you have to touch it like sometimes like seven or eight times to get it to register a touch. And oh, you're like, this, this is, this shouldn't be the seat. hard. Apparently, like I was watching some YouTube videos, you can like pull apart the like ribbon cable and like clean it and plug it back in. Apparently, that makes a big difference. But but why do I
2: want to do that when I'm already paying so much for?
1: um, Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice oven. Like, other than that, it's like a double oven. So it's got two, two sections. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's so close to being really great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Um, it's, 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 it's
2: typical kind of like, Large companies trying to be like, hey, I've done this forever. The yeah. smart thing is kind of cool, so let me and 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 again, and every large company does the same kind of thing, right? And yeah, there's no there's no conversation between the smart things arm of this and of Samsung <laughs> and and the rest of it. They've just been mandated to do something, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some some that are better than others, and some that do improve over time, which is good to see. Like we've got a, a mural uh, smart frame uh, and a Samsung the frame you know yeah in yeah. <laughs> yeah i got one of those. <laughs> yeah. tv in the, in the living room and like that's awesome like you know it looks looks fantastic we ran the cord like through the wall to the other side so you don't there's like just no cords yeah. and uh both of them are, are great for showing artwork and kids kids photos and that kind of stuff and um but the the mural definitely had way more in the way of software updates over its lifespan and yeah i was gonna phase. say how have you found the mural because i'm
0: you know very I've seen it and it's maybe very curious, you know, if it's yeah, it's,
1: like it. it's been, it's been great. If, if you're a big, you know, if you like having your photos displayed places and being mm-hmm. able to just, you know, upload photos from your last trip and pop yep. them up there. Um, it's, it's really nice. The kids, the kids really love it. I have it on like a, I think it's a one hour rotation and yep. there is an integration or there was for home assistant. Mm-hmm, and I just, yeah. I found that I wasn't, needing to do much with it um yeah and i hadn't that, gone down like, the rabbit hole <laughs> yeah because i'm
0: thinking you know like even just you know having you know photos on rotation is cool enough but then if you could have you know like this is not you know take a screenshot of your dashboard right and then put it up you know if there's an alert or something you know or, hey it's you know midnight is tonight put it up on the screen um yeah that might be kind of cool too
1: yeah and i, I think there's ways to to do some of that get into it a little bit deeper But yeah, I think you'd have to like, it's very playlist based is kind of how they have it work. So you've got, you've got this like sort of cloud storage area that they uh, allocate for you. And then you upload your photos there and then you send them to the device. Um, Interesting. And it's, it's a, it's a strange, it's a little bit of a strange system. Like they don't really store them on the device. Hmm. Um, It does, I think have an SD card slot or something. So you can plug things in manually that way if you, if you wanted to, but yeah, it's, I mean the, the Samsung ones even worse though. It's like yeah, the only way at least the last time I tried it, the only way to get photos onto it is with your phone. You can't yeah. use your wow. computer to upload photos to. It.
2: Yeah. And you have to is, don't you have to use a smart things app or something yeah. like that. Like it's it's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, cuz yeah. I had to do <laughs> so that with my Frame TV.
1: Yeah, and then and then the 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 function on it for like slideshows and and stuff like cycling through your own photos is yeah. just awful Like there's okay. threads on on their all, like, all their forums were like how is this a thing like how is it so bad this is like your <laughs> flagship product and you just can't do it yeah um so yeah we just have that one like static and the kids will like every once in a while like change the photo to like a different thing and that's basically yeah yeah it's it's kind of crazy at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working
2: more efficiently by using more sustainable practices, by developing better
1: technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com/purpose. Parker engineering your success.
2: It's funny how how far we've come, yet not. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah, like, some of them, like, it, you swear, like, it's just the intern at the office got yeah. the task of writing the the interface for some of these things. And yeah. that was it.
0: And that, that's it. That's good enough, right? So, keep yeah. it that way. You okay. mentioned before, so you don't have any voice assistants. You're, you're avoiding those. How are you driving home Assistant? Is it just your phone? Have you got touch panels around the home? Or how do other um, people interact with the smart home?
1: Yeah, it's... Um, it's mainly we so yeah, we drive it mainly with our phones. Um, but there's we have the Z-Wave uh with the Jasco G E Jasco uh smart uh, switches everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can see one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and they've got double tap functionality. Um and so that comes in really handy uh for lots of things. So like in our master bedroom. Um, it's like a dimmer switch, so it controls the main lights, but then we've got two bedside lamps. And so you double tap it up, turns on one lamp. Um, I have a node red thing that actually has a timer on it so that if it detects another double tap within a certain amount of time, it turns on the other lamp and then does the same thing for turning it off. Um, right. So a lot of, a lot of the extra controls are done through, uh, through the double tap functionality of a lot of the switches. So like in our kitchen, you can turn off all the lights by, Double tapping the switch down or double tapping the switch up. Um, I've got a lot of, well, not a lot. I've got a few um, uh, smart things buttons uh, yep. kicking around. Ones right in front of the, the uh, kitchen sink, so you can turn the lights on and off really easily. It's funny because there's like there's a switch like three feet to the left, but you have to take a step to to to, to use it. <laughs> sure. So it's like just that much better to have a button that you can just <laughs> hit right. Yeah. There yeah i joked about because they're magnetic i joked uh, this one time i had it like i was like chopping vegetables and i had the the little uh smart things button stuck to the side of the knife as i'm cho chopping <laughs> vegetables but look i can turn the lights on and off while i'm chopping you know <laughs> that's funny you know it's, it's a party it's, it's fun and the kids the kids think it's hilarious you know when you do funny things like that yeah um but uh yeah for, for the most part it's it's either it just does its own thing, so it's all like automations and routines and stuff. Um, uh, and then, uh, so like you know, our, our tracks our phones. We have the app on our on my wife's phone and my phone, so that you know, yeah. like there's certain things that only happen when I'm home, and there's certain things that happen when she's home. Like uh, the the doorbell, if if the doorbell's ring, uh, goes, then it'll flash the lights in the office where I am, right? But only when I'm home. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. And and if she's if she's home as well, then it doesn't do that because she's like Why is there flashing flashing <laughs> <laughs> You know, cursing cursing the ghost house like, yet again, of course. right? Like yeah. It's an it's an ongoing thing. Her one of her favorite features is that she can, whenever she wants to, turn the lights on and off in whatever room I'm in just to you know just, like, hey, you. just hey, to hey, message. I'm still you. here. I'm yeah. still here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I built a climbing wall for our kids downstairs. Uh oh it's during- sick during the pandemic um, and made it all like super colorful with lots of like crazy geometric shapes and climbing holds and stuff. And I put a Z-Wave RGB controller on there. um, Like one of the little zoos, zoos ones. Yeah. And so, and then I put like these arcade buttons on like a panel on the roof uh, or like the ceiling. Yeah. So they climb up and they have to like hang on these like bars and, uh, and then they can whack the, whack the arcade button and that'll trigger a, uh, color pattern or like one of the like cycling effects on the, uh, cool. the zoo's strip. So it'll be like you know turn on rainbow mode or lightning mode or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a fun little little project that the kids really enjoy. They get to climb up there and whack the, whack the buttons <laughs> as they want.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. That's a really creative uh way of using it.
1: Mm. Yeah, that one. That one was yeah. A few of these things like the they they've gotten easier now that the z-wave platform has matured a lot more on, yeah. on home assistant like to start with oh my gosh it was really difficult i had to you know edit config files in the in the z-wave yep. database to get certain devices to even just work at all and sure um now now like everything just works like i'm using uh, z-wave uh, to mqtt right now um because it has a better control panel. It gives you more functionality that way than the kind of native uh, integration does, but they're like using the same code base. So like technically they're they're, they've got the same support for all these things, but doing things like setting, uh, setting custom values on switches and and stuff like that, which you kind of have to do with the zero, the the Jasco ones like to get the double tap functionality you have to tell the controller to listen to listen for those commands basically and you have to do it per switch so that yeah it's right it's kind of still it's still kind of kludgy but it's not really the uh, it's not home assistant's fault that's just how Jasco made their switches work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're they're before the like scene control kind of default stuff that a lot of the newer ones have um so the, the new version of, of uh, the Z-Wave platform. Finally, I was able to get the. Uh, we've got some old radiators that are converted into electric, like baseboard heating ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a company in Quebec that takes these old steam radiators and they resurface them, and you can get them painted in all different colors or finished different ways. Cool. Um, it's really neat, like recycling kind of upcycling yeah. sort of thing, and. Um, so we have, I think three, three or four of those in the house now. Um, and they're just gorgeous, right? Like these nice, yeah, beautiful old radiators that looked like the old steam radiators. Um, and, uh, and so those are hooked into baseboard heat, which was already piped through the whole house. It was kind of a weird, like the, the house had baseboard heat and then they upgraded to a forced air system, but they left all the wiring and everything in for the baseboard stuff. So when we okay, were renovating, we converted a bunch of the circuits to use these new uh, new radiators that are much prettier, but we have Z Wave control panels for those, um, and they've got little screens on them. And for years, it was like two years. I was like, Ah, oh, I could display an exterior temperature on here if only I can figure out how to send the right command. And it took. It's just like, it's this really weird, like manufacturer specific sort of like set of values. You just have to blast this like thing Mm -hmm. at the thermostat and then it'll be like, oh, that's the exterior temperature. Great. And Ah. in the previous versions of Z-Wave, you just, it just wasn't really possible. Like they didn't have the right uh, set of commands that you could send it. It was really, really silly. And so finally in the new version, I've been able to get it to work and it's, it's just so awesome so i've got a, a thermostat outside uh, hooked up to an esp that um measures the temperature and humidity outside and it passes that to the thermostats every i don't even know it's like five minutes or something like that mm-hmm. so we always know the exterior temperature now <laughs> that's
0: those little things right that make all the difference
1: yeah it, it's it's amazing how yeah like years later, all these little things that you just, you know, get, get used to not working. And then suddenly like an update comes and you're like, Oh, it works. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Are you, are you doing any, I know you talked about radiators and such, but are you doing anything for like fireplaces or anything like that?
1: Yes. Um, we, I recently got a, uh, what is it? Broadlink, um, I it's the RM4. Um, -hmm. and it's, They're a little funny because there's, like, a couple of versions of it that have different frequencies enabled for different regions and stuff like that. Interesting. Um, So this one did support my fireplace, which I had to double and triple and, like, quadruple check to (laughs) make sure that I was getting the right one. Yeah. Um, So we've got a Valor uh, fireplace that's, like, it was new when we did the renovation. Um, So it's, like, a gas insert, um, Mm -hmm. and it has its own, you know, little 433 megahertz little remote control thing for it. Um, yeah, and so I have that plus, um, so the, the broad link controls the fireplace, but it has no, there's no feedback loop. So mm. I got a, I think it's a Zigbee, I think it's an Aquara sensor. I'd have to double check. Yeah. It's a little, um, you know, temperature humidity sensor. And I just basically stuck it to the back of the like shroud that goes around the fireplace. Yeah. So it, it gets hot, but it doesn't like melt it. Or at least yeah it hasn't melted it yet. <laughs> yeah I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> um and then I created um some uh, I think they're booleans in home assistant some like templates for you know basically if the value of the temperature is between a certain value then it means it's on or if it's over a certain value it means it's the fireplace is on if it's I think I have it based on the Ecobee temperature so if the hmm. thermostat cuz it's in the same room so if the If it's so many degrees above the Ecobee's uh, temperature, then that means that the pilot light's on. Right. Um, Because the fancy new fireplaces, after five days, will shut off the pilot light automatically. Um, Wow. Which is, yeah. You don't have to go
2: underneath and like... Yeah, yeah. It's all auto
1: start now and and stuff. So like you... So then, and then, yeah, there was a whole... Getting the broad link thing to work was a little bit tricky too because you have to like, you know, hold the remote and have it listen and do all that through, I think it was through Node-RED is the way I was able to finally get it to work. And you have to like copy the codes from the output of one of the things. And it's just like all these steps to get it to work. But eventually I was able to get the codes to copy because it's hard because the the remote has... And I wasn't able to get one of the codes because there's a command for like upflame and downflame, right? Increase mm-hmm. and decrease it. But then there were also... There's also holding down, which like just continually decreases mm. it,
0: and it does like a smooth transition. As opposed, yeah, to- yeah, for whatever
1: reason, I can't get it to do that. Like it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't like understand the yeah. the hold command. Um, so to get it to go up and down, I had to basically sit there and like push, just tap the button, and figure out how many taps it takes to turn off <laughs> the fireplace oh. and turn on the fireplace. Because then there's there's also there's a difference between. Like if you, if you bring the fireplace, like the, the flame level down uh, at a certain point, it'll be at its lowest setting. And then the next time you hit it, it'll go to just the pilot light, yep. but that's different than just hitting the off button because the off button will just turn everything off altogether. Um, so you had to like, you know, consider all these different states that the fireplace can be in. And, and so then I made little uh, buttons to control the different functions in, uh, in the basically.
0: I'm guessing it's RF, so there's no two-way. So it's basically your yes, broadcasting yes. So out. Yes, the there. only yeah.
1: feedback you get is the delayed temperature change from yep. the uh, thing. So it's, I don't have it. It's more of just a convenience thing. So like if I'm sitting on the couch, I'm like, oh, it's getting too warm in here. I'm going to turn the fireplace yep. off. I can just hit it and not have to find a remote. Um, so that's that's when it comes in the most handy. Um, theoretically, I could also do it in like the event of an emergency or something if the, you know, if the, you know, if Home Assistant detected, oh, I'm on UPS power, then it could trigger mm. trigger that to come on or something like that. Right. Because um, I've got the, the NAS and modem and all the other stuff is on, on a UPS yeah. uh, unit. So I still don't have one on one of my access points. So I might need to do that. <laughs> so, because <laughs> then otherwise it can't talk to the to the yeah. length thing anyway.
0: <laughs> so being on a UPS, are they hooked into a home assistant so they know when the power goes out to then you know start shutting things down or, hey, the power's gone out, I need to take this action?
1: Um, I don't – it doesn't happen often enough for for me to have bothered with it because um, mm. we're in town. Um, I, I grew up out in the country, and so I would have definitely done it in that case because, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, we would quite often have power go out for, you know, hours at time. Hours, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I think – the longest it's ever happened is maybe an hour or two. Um, and usually it's when you're home and there's, there's nothing, there's nothing really that you're too worried about. Sure. Like in, in our, in our case, there's nothing that we're really too worried about, like dying, you know, freezing mm-hmm. up or anything like that. It's, um, yeah. my houses is are that- pretty well insulated. It takes a long time for it to get cold enough from kind of baseline. Um, but yeah, it's definitely there's all these things that you're like, oh, I could add a, I could add an animation for that. It's just a matter of finding the time to, to, yeah. to, to do, do it. it right. Yeah, yeah. These days we're uh, spending a lot of time with the like, I've been getting into the ESP thing. So that was kind of new in the last, I don't know, three That's or four months. That's
0: not the Pandora's box too.
1: Yeah, 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 and it's. It's a, yeah, it's very different, but I've been really impressed with how easy the ESP Home yeah uh, platform is. Like, it's so easy to get things working; they just work yeah. right away.
2: Yeah, it's it's super super handy too, right? And it integrates right away. So,
1: yeah, it's I've, I've been impressed. So we've got um we have chickens, backyard chickens. Nice. Um, so I have. One out there that measures the temperature and humidity in, inside their coop and inside the like just outside basically mm. in the in the chicken run area, um, and it also controls uh, some supplemental lighting. So I've got some like LED strips in the coop because oh, cool. over the winter if they don't get enough light then they don't lay eggs um, mm. that kind of thing. Yeah, um, and it is. It was kind of just a fun thing. Um, to. It was, that was I think that was kind of like the first project that I did for them uh, for the ESP thing and then now I, I uh, just before we went on vacation because <laughs> we just uh, we just went on a vacation and um, my wife's got we've got this epic garden in the backyard <laughs> okay and uh, so she's been starting obviously starting a bunch of plants to put out there once it gets to be the right weather for it um and she's like oh no we're gonna be away for a week what if the plants dry out and all my seedlings die and (laughs) we can solve this you know (laughs) we've got technology so i ordered a ordered a little um kit that came with i think it was like four moisture sensors and four pumps and a little relay card and then basically just plug that into the esp oh, nice. and uh stick stick the pumps in a bucket of water and run yeah. all the hoses to the different yeah. spots and it's it worked really well um it was a little bit finicky getting the temperature sh- or getting the the moisture sensors to sure. give the right values and you kind of have to be uh you you sort of have to do this trickery because there's they're analog devices in the esp i'm using the uh, node mcus Mm -hmm. and they only have one uh, analog input yeah Um, but i found somebody online had put this awesome little bit of code where you basically have each of them have their own data pin but then they all share the same like analog pin and what you do is you just check each one by itself Um, so like in like a cycle so you start yep. with one you check the value you yeah. close that check the next one check the next one and it basically does it like over time so that like if there's if it's still reading a funny value from the last one it was checking it checks like six times and then gives a value to make sure it's got the like stabilized value for it um and it's it's worked really well i was really impressed with that so that was a cool uh, cool little, uh, hacky, hacky way to get more, more analog inputs without having to actually have one. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's neat. It's really cool. We, we were thinking of doing the same thing. And then I was just like, you know what? We'll just wait. and then we'll, we'll do the seedlings when we get back
1: yeah yeah i mean it's stressful it's like you know like yeah. you're plant babies right <laughs> yeah 100
2: 100 we it's it's so funny it's like you know we'll either have we'll have years where it's like everything is amazing and then we'll have years when there's just it's everything just sucks
1: right <laughs> so. yeah yeah last year we we put in 16 gigantic raised garden beds and wow yeah it's just i mean it's pandemic times, so like what, yeah, are we what gonna else do, do? Hmm. we gonna garden like crazy and this year I think she ordered, I don't even know, like eight more garden beds. So I'm uh, I'm gonna be really fit in about a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just in time for summer. Just Luke and the shovel. <laughs> yeah, oh man. It's, it's so many, so many yards of, of soil and, and dirt and yeah. logs and stuff. Because we, we she got last year we got like they're like thirty six inch high beds. So they're like super okay. tall. Um, and so you have to fill them, right? (laughs) They Mm. don't fill themselves. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was crazy. And so that's, that's another thing, like eventually having sort of some sort of an automated system for the garden, um, gets a little bit more dicey when you try to put some of these devices outside to measure things. Um, but it would be, it would be cool to have, you know, be able to have like drip irrigation that feeds back into a controller that then can just water like certain zones of the garden Mm. and stuff like that but we're not we're not quite there yet (laughs) yeah version two or three maybe
2: (laughs) i mean even even just a monitor i know i know i stuck one of the they're not they're not i don't think they're rated for it but i stuck one of the xiaomi uh Flora sensors outside and you know and i mean you're not too far from me so you have a similar enough winter that i do right and I, i literally forgot about it for like two years and i was like oh yeah let me change the battery and see if it still works so They still worked right and it was, <laughs> so i was like okay i was fairly impressed with uh with kind of how that worked and and you know the seal had gone and everything and it still kept working so i was like all right cool that's
1: yeah that's very impressive yeah we've we've got one uh kind of dumb wireless uh, sensor that's outside that just feeds into the kitchen i'm just always amazed at how long the batteries last like yeah. even through the winter i'll just put like I put rechargeable uh, nickel metal hydride batteries mm-hmm. in it, and it just mm-hmm. takes like AAA batteries. And I think I change them, like maybe twice a year. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. And it's not bad. I compare that to a lot of the uh, <laughs> a lot of the other smart devices, and they just destroy the batteries all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: especially yeah. when they're misbehaving. I don't know why. I, every once in a while, I find that some of the Ring devices will just decide that oh, I'm going to be really chatty or something, and just the battery just goes i I don't it's it's very strange i've had it a couple of times where the batteries just continually drain and i have to eventually just remove it from the ring system and re-add it to get it to stop yeah yeah it was really really bizarre i had it a couple of times with uh there's one motion sensor that was in the garage and it would just like constantly do that so it might be a hardware issue but it seems to not be doing it anymore so i'm hopeful that it yeah (laughs) has, has fixed itself but technically i do have two z-wave networks in the same space so it could be they could be conflicting sure. occasionally i'm not sure exactly how much so you've
0: got the ring z-wave system and then your own home assistant
1: system. yeah so the ring system talks to the smoke detectors and it talks to the like motion detectors and the, mm. the
0: contact sensors i wonder if you can have the ring set up as a secondary controller on your network so that you could have just one True. Z-Wave network, and then yeah, you've got Home Assistant and Ring both as controllers, but the Ring is just a secondary one. Um, I know mm-hmm. some controllers like a layer to do that because um, it's used for like migrating, you know, systems over to one another, so mm-hmm. you don't have to you know, repair everything. Well, that's a theory anyway. I don't know if it actually yeah. <laughs> works in practice. You know, never tried I would, myself. <laughs> I would
1: guess. Just as a guess, I would say that they've probably locked it out from that. Yeah. They wouldn't wouldn't want to be liable for Mm. issues that might arise from that. But Um, then Z-Wave is like pretty
0: standards-based, right? And maybe they had no option but to (sighs) somehow enable it or not enable it officially. Like it's hidden there maybe. Yeah, because
1: there are like all the same, you know, like inclusion, exclusion stuff. It's all buried in the advanced settings in there. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's they probably just didn't add it to the interface or something like that yeah, like on, the, on the away, app yeah. right they, they've done that a lot like it's again all these companies with their devices so the the doorbell has a mechanical chime and it's the like Ring Pro doorbell and so it can ring the mechanical one or not it's an yeah. option yeah but that setting is buried like six layers deep in their menus to yeah. toggle that on and off yeah. and like it should just be a you know yes i want it to ring the doorbell or not. Yeah, like, yeah. it should be oh. right at the top level because uh, I, I would toggle that all the time i'd love it if it was exposed to uh to home assistant and then i could yeah. have it toggle that on and off depending on like time of day and whether or not the kids are napping exactly like right? yeah yeah so now i just have it disabled and like i said i have the office lights turn on and off to let me know that the doorbell's ringing sure yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah it, it's so funny I, I i personally i i hate the ring ui mm-hmm. like on the yeah. app and like it, it's just it's not friendly at all
1: yeah i, right? I avoid avoid using it whenever i can yeah. the, the only time i use it is to go and review footage basically That's yeah
2: same same pretty much it it's it's funny too, like like we were talking about it a little bit earlier, where it's like we're saying that uh, you know it, it is Z Wave, it's a it's a standard, it's whatever, right? But and and it's funny because the whole distinction typically between Zigbee and Z Wave is Zigbee is open, so it's also kind of open to interpretation, yeah, right? Yeah. Whereas Z Wave is a lot more like, hey, this is this is how it's going to be, and and you know this is how we're going to license for you to use it, but then it still ends up being like, this is how you're going to use it, mm, yeah, kind of.
1: <laughs> like... absolutely and and it's the same way with all these platforms like yeah. the the uh you know ring guys didn't you know like i was 100 i was able to add all of my z-wave devices i had at the time to yeah. the ring system worked great i was able to add them was I able to control them in any useful ways no no. <laughs> no and it was the same way with like the wink thing where it's like oh i want to get this thing to control this thing you know, using this parameter, oh, sorry, you can't do that because we didn't program that in for you, you know? And that's where Home Assistant just shines, right? Like, I it, every time somebody would come over to, like, visit the house for the first, like, year and a half or whatever you know somebody somebody comes over to visit and like i'm using some smart feature I'm like whoa how'd you do that and i'd go launch into this like you know <laughs> well let me tell you about home assistant right <laughs> yeah, <And> like <laughs> yeah. you're like the, the, the walking the traveling salesman right but they've come to you and you're like yes come yeah it, exactly oh and it was it was interesting yeah like you know all these uh there'd be professionals like you know electricians and stuff that are you know that I had to, you know, get to sign off on some of the stuff where like, yeah. I, I installed all the, all the Z wave switches and all the trickle stuff that we were, you know, in the house. And, you know, today uh, you're allowed to do that in Ontario, but like, you know, they frowned upon cause they want, you know, professionals to do all this stuff. But like when they came to actually do it in, in our bathroom, cause we had a, uh, um, we had like a soaker tub with the like jets and stuff. So we had to have mm-hmm. them come in, like run, new lines for that and i just like oh, i don't want to mess around with the electrical panel myself yeah. right now so we had them come and do it but then when they're like in there hooking up things in the bathroom they're like so how do we hook up these switch because like, this is a crazy new sort of switch right <laughs> so like i was telling them how to hook up the uh, the z-wave switch yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and that that's yeah that that comes up a lot for people just <laughs> they just there's no there's no exposure to it
2: yeah yeah. yeah, you you would think that they would update the standards and stuff so that you know because I, electricians wh- whoever right would would need to deal with these kind of devices now. But builders,
0: but, it must still be like a pretty you know, niche thing, I think. Like
2: it is, you know, but I'm like, but I'm sure there's some demand for it, right?
1: Yeah, I get, yeah. Yeah, I I mean there's there's definitely there's definitely some demand for it, and there's like I think specialist companies that kind of deal in it exclusively, yeah. but. Your average, you know, electrician who's, you know, just come out of school. I I doubt very much that they're teaching anything other than, you know, if it's a smart switch, it's got to have a neutral, you know, Mm. something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Like uh, it's you have to I think you'd have to take the initiative and go into it on your own. Um, Mm -hmm. I doubt any of the institutions around around here anyway are really teaching it in any capacity at this point. I mean, what would you teach? It's it's so. It's constantly evolving, right? By the yeah. time you came up with a curriculum, it would be...
2: It's out already out of date. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I and mean, that's that's the biggest drawback to any of these systems. Even, even home assistant. Like if you're... You know, if you go away for six months... <laughs> and come back and you're Mm -hmm. like oh let me just update home assistant and then just everything gets bricked
0: (laughs) it's like yeah all those like bloggers out there um youtube videos like if you were to go and see a youtube video from two years ago on how to do something home assistant it's probably moved to the ui now the yaml's different like yeah yeah Yeah. like
1: it might still work in the way that they described it but you know you look for somebody like somebody might have a blueprint or something that's like oh this already does it and it takes you two seconds versus you know, fuddling around in, in the YAML for like an hour. <laughs> well back then there was no blueprint either. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like... I mean, I haven't used them extensively yet at all. Yeah. Um just because it's like, ah, it's something new. I have to learn something new. Mm. No. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: it's it's uh, quickly becoming a technology old man, right? Well back in my day when the were <laughs> yeah.
1: blueprints and yeah, blueprints I mean... are
0: for you young whippersnappers. We don't need them. We we go in Raw, right? That's, That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, like as soon as as soon as a new update comes out, I'm like, "Cool. I will not be the canary. Thank you." <laughs> I like I'll wait for like point .2 or point .3 cuz like yeah. by that point like the any of the like real major bugs if there are are like they're gone. <laughs> yeah. And like I, I was I'm really happy having it on a VM now cuz it is super easy. I just like, "Oh, snapshot. Done." Yeah. Yep. You just like you do a snapshot, then you can do whatever you want to it and I've had to a couple of times. Just roll back, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, 10 minutes. Cool.
0: And then you're back to where you were.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's much nicer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got plans to do like some crazy uh, Christmas light thing at some point. Um, okay. okay. That's probably on, on hold for a little bit yet, but you yeah. Know, doing, doing one of those, you know, you drive around and, you know, tune into this radio station and watch the light display kind of thing. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's going to happen just... So you're going to uh, go to that level? Wow. Okay. I think so. I think so. Do you think they, Home Assistant will power it? Like, you'll be able to... I, I mean, it'll definitely be part of it. Um, yeah. It'll... A lot of them use, I think, WLED, or there's a couple other um, mm. programs that they typically use to control it. Um, but I would definitely have the, like, start and stop buttons in Home Assistant for sure. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. like, just you know even even systems that don't really like i don't really do much in home assistant with them like even just being able to monitor them there is nice just have one dashboard where like yep i can see everything yeah you know like that's that's the best uh part of it really
2: yeah you have you have, you have a christmas page essentially right and
1: yeah kind of like oh i'm gonna play this song and you just like plug it in there <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah there, there's
2: like, a there's a guy that's uh on my street actually there's two guys that are on my street that uh and, and both dads like it's the most dad thing yeah. like where they're both <laughs> sitting there and they have competitions every <laughs> halloween and christmas on who can essentially dress up their house the best yeah. and it's just and it got to the point where like this guy's got like a oh my god what's that christmas movie the one with the stupid leg lampshade thing um
1: oh um oh my god Scary. drawing a blank on it too,
2: but he's got essentially like a ten foot version of that. Oh, and good he's gosh. got like this giant coffin that he stores it in, right? Like, wow. and and you know, you go you go through all of this stuff, and you're just like, how much money have you spent yeah. on Christmas? But it's not it's
1: not about the money; it's about the spirit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh,
2: but but it, but it's it's but it's funny, right? It's it's totally the most dad thing that you'll see on yeah. the High
1: Street. I mean, and it's you it's just laugh yeah in for me i would want to do like the the sort of permanent uh installation version where you you know we're, we're gonna th- replace our roof at some point in the next you know five to ten years yeah so i'm thinking like to tie it in with that where oh we're replacing the roof let's you know throw some some stuff along the all, all along the eaves everywhere yeah. and have it all tied in that way and then it's, sure you know it's stealthy so that it, you know it's not on all the time but any you know you can have it you know it'd be really cool to just be like every holiday right yeah. There's like some some pattern of lights that that pop up you know it's all pink on Valentine's Day green on St. Patrick's Day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know stuff like stuff like that would be really fun um but uh yeah it's a uh, you know, basically just waiting on when we're going to do the the other the other exterior renovation stuff <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that that would be a lot of fun and yeah uh, the kids will get a kick out of that for sure. And then I won't have to climb up on the roof and hang lights all the time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, I think that's a big selling point there.
1: Yeah. You install it once and then it's like done.
2: Yeah. I'm a big fan of LEDs across the, and it looks nice too, right? Like on your troughs and stuff. Like I think even, even during the year, even if it's just plain white and then you decorate that up, you know, for Christmas Mm -hmm. and Halloween and whatever, Easter, Canada day, whatever. Right. And,
1: yeah, it's it's funny because like on on one hand I'm like I look at our like some of our neighbors will have like up lighting on their house and, yeah. and like you know all these pot lights that are just like on all the time and then like that's gross I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> but then at the same time I'm like I want LEDs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> like, true. Yeah, it's definitely a little hypocritical there, but uh...
2: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think I think both if done. Tastefully can be mm. can be really nice, right? Like,
1: yeah, yeah, and like for me, it's just like, well, what what are you lighting up? Yeah, like on a on just a regular day, like you just want all the neighbors to see the side of your house. Okay, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's 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 fine. Yeah, but it's just like I don't know. It just seems like light pollution. Like we've got exterior lights from like we've got the the floodlight cameras, the ring light, uh light yeah. ones, um and you know, like they're they're great, but they. Turn off, and then they turn. You know, they they turn off when they're done, and yep. and, and then it's not just like shining into my neighbor's window face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just...
0: Gotta love that. Eh? Uh, that's, funny. that's funny. All right, well, Luke, thank awesome. you so much for taking the time to tell us about your uh, your setup. You've definitely got some cool stuff happening. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks so guys. Much. It was it was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to just, you know maybe inspire people or give them give them random ideas. Of, crazy well, things it. they can do yeah. with their houses too absolutely <laughs> scare their scare their chickens with uh, led lights that turn on and off <laughs> and <everything. laughs> that's it right uh, that's awesome fine,
0: well thank you very much appreciate right. it All right. Cheers. if you want to share your home assistant journey or come on as a guest reach out to us at feedback at haspodcast.io that's h-a-s-s podcast.io
2: The Home Assistant Podcast is hosted by Phil Hawthorne and myself, Rohan Caramandi. For links to topics we discussed today, check out our show notes on haspodcast.io.